Good morning and welcome to another edition of Mighty Sports Minute. I am your host, Talent T. Taylor. And it is Christmas Eve here in South Florida. About another 85 degree day we're looking at. Remember what I say. Regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's start talking. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Am I excited about not only this podcast, but the holiday coming up. So before I start, let me say Merry Christmas. <coughs> Pardon me. I am a little sick. I told you last week I was, I was coming out with something. I haven't quite gotten rid of it. As I say, Merry Christmas to everybody, as I won't be hearing you again. You won't be hearing, it's the last time you hear me until the Christmas break. Hope you all enjoy, hope you get at least some of the stuff you want, if not everything that you wanted. And you know what, <clears throat> we got a lot to cover today. I mean, and you know what, from the skin, I know that I'm going to have to tell you what I'm going to talk about today, because I know that you want to talk about what I want to talk about, and I want to talk about what you want to talk about, and you want to hear me talk about what you want to talk about, so we're going to talk about what you want to talk about, because that's what I want to talk about too, so we're going to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. <clears throat> His new name is Dirty Player Beckham Jr., and you know what, not only that, that brings us into something that I've never done before. We're going to start off the show with an award. Yeah, buddy. Here goes one. No, no, no. What are you thinking? Oh, no. Am I going to give... Am I going to give Odell Beckham the... The Richard Cranium Award of the week? No, 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 no. That's not what's coming up now. No, 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 no. This is a brand new award. Strictly created and made for him. your festive buns, a present from down below, spreading joy with a howdy. He's seen the love inside of you, cause he's a piece of poop. Yup, it is the Pop Award, the Piece of Poop Award. And that goes to you, Mr. Odell Beckham. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I couldn't. There's a line, right, between aggressive, and maybe even a slightly dirty player and what Odell Beckham did. Like, like for instance, Odell Beckham lost complete and utter respect. Like, lost my respect from him. There's nothing good I see in him anymore. And you understand, like, there's not too many people I dislike in the, in the NFL. And if, like, when it comes to most sports, there's not too many people I dislike. There's usually only one or two in the league every single time. This in the NFL is only one person I really dislike, and that's Tom Brady. Olin Becker, this became my number two. Completely my number two. This completely dislike him. Like <clears throat> don't want don't wanna see or care about anything this guy does for the rest of my time here. Like, to be honest with you, like he should no longer get a pass. 
if they if they're gonna go as far as considered now, guys like James Harrison and Donald Kinsu and Pac Man Jones and them, they were dirty players. Then old Elm Beckham or old dirty player Beckham needs to be a part of this group now. He is in that category to me. There is, see, you can get frustrated. You can get frustrated, and I've done some stuff frustrated. Like, I've had soldiers that I've had to go dig a foxhole with, go fight next to. During the heat of a basketball game, I've gotten up and thrown the basketball point blank as hard as I can in his face. Understand? So, <coughs> excuse me, pardon me. Hopefully that's the last one. So I can understand that. If every once in a while you say that, okay, you know what? I may have lost my cool a little bit. But what he did was unacceptable. That is not something that you do. That's not something that you can condone. Like, he did more than lose his cool. He maliciously attempted to attack a co-worker in such a violent way that it was to incapacitate him. Like, no. And this, and this is after a play. Like, you understand, like, what, like... For somebody like Floyd Mayweather that had been a clean fighter, you know, uh, for the majority for for his whole entire career, majority of his career, whatever you want to call it. Remember when that guy wasn't defending himself in the ring during the fight, right? Referee had to stop anything. Referee had to continue the fight. It was during the midst of the fight, and Mayweather hit him, and the guy wasn't protected himself, and people were ready to call him a dirty player. See, that was at least in the course of action. This came after action. Yeah, there's something off at Odell Beckham. I'm not look, I can't, and I won't, and I refuse to look at him the same again. He is going to be on my radar. He is going to be on my list. <coughs> I'm sorry. If he does anything, I am going to be looking for the NFL to react as he... He is what they now consider a repeat offender of violent acts, you know, in the course of the game. But, you know, really, as I said, I don't want to highlight this. This, 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 this female dog of a person, you know, that he is because I, that's what he's becoming to me. You know, I'm, I'm going to move on to something more positive. Like this year, picks of the Pro Bowl just came out. So there are a bunch of teams that now have a bunch of players. That are going to be going and hiring themselves in what is considered the NFL's All-Star game. And the NFL All-Star game is, is, I guess it's unwatchable. It's not really very interesting of a product. But it's more interesting to see who gets picked for the Pro Bowl. I think more times than it is to see who actually is in the Pro Bowl. I think they need to make more of a spectacle about the, the selection. To be honest with you. <clears throat> so sorry. So, Pro Bowl comes up, and number one team, obviously, Panthers, right? Undefeated. They have 10 players going to the Pro Bowl. In there, you know, obviously, the names that we all know, know recognize, love. Cam Newton, Newman, Olsen. Cookley, their running backs, 
You know, so you have a bunch of household names and a couple of other defensive players. I'm not gonna get too deep into that. Um, following them, um, obviously, you know, the other two, or the other, or the other three giants of the league, you know, as New England, Arizona, and Seattle, and they all are putting in seven, seven people into them into the Pro Bowl. And once again, filled with names you gonna you gonna recognize, you know, the quarterbacks of each one, the wide receiver, you know, um, in New England's case, Gronk, you know. You know, defensive backs and safeties and <coughs> of a key recognized position, but separate little of a separate shout out to Todd Gurley, Todd rookie that me that most likely is gonna win rookie of the year. Todd Gurley, I, I I assume who knows, but he's he's on he's looking as a really good candidate for Todd Gurley, Rock Nation Todd Gurley. Congratulations to him, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I wasn't going to talk about my Jets. The Jets are putting in three players into the Pro Bowl. What three players, you ask? It's really only three players you could think of. Randy Marshall puts up another, what was it, thousand yard. Yeah, you could put in Darrell Revis. As he gets in, and crap, 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 crap. Was it Sheldon Richardson, or was it um? Holy crap! Was it Wilkerson? It was Muhammad Wilkerson. And not this day, like, cause I don't want to be disrespectful to to somebody else. Rod Woodson, you know, is it Rod? I don't know. Is it? I don't know if his first name is Rod. Who cares? Woodson. Woodson, 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 Woodson. Defensive back, safety, Oakland, Denver. You know, he's a little switcheroo. Not, sorry, Green Bay. When he when he does a little switcheroo. So I'm a little hopped up on on medication. You gotta bear with me on this one. This one I see now. When I re-listen to this, there's gonna be a bunch of corrections that I'm gonna be making. So, <coughs> pardon me. And then there are sprinkles of other teams here and there that have made the playoffs. And, I mean, not the playoffs, but I mean, the Pro Bowl. But not too many more of them. I'm really worried about Panthers, 10 players. That's impressive. But with Seattle, Arizona, New England to follow behind them. With another seven, and you're talking about that's not Jimmy Graham in there, and I haven't checked to see if that's Marshawn Lynch in there. I'm pretty sure it is, but because I know he's he's healthy or he's injured or he's something. So that's definitely no Jimmy. That's that's definitely no Jimmy Graham. So it's not you know, Arizona. I'm kind of I'm kind of worried about. We gonna talk about them in the next segment as. Or in a later segment, so I'm going to just briefly recap last week. Because if you listened to me last week, and you listened to the picks last week, then I'm hoping you bet on it. Like I'm hoping that you put money down. Because we went 15-1, and one, people. Yeah, we did. 
That's what we did. We went there. Where was it? 15 and 1. We took that one away from that, that, that perfect that perfect stand. And I don't know if I'm going to get it this year. I told you. If I do, I'm, I'm buying rounds for somebody. I don't know. Like, when it happens, come and find me. And I'll be at that bar that weekend. And I'll be having drinks and I'll buy you a round. <coughs> I mean, in hindsight, I mean, like, honestly, you should buy me a round. Especially if you're the one that, you know, bet on there and it won you anything. But, listen, I'll be celebrating my, my perfect mess. So, I'll be feeling jolly. I'll buy somebody around. The only game we lost was that Denver and Pittsburgh game. And this is just me thinking that Denver was going to be able to just eat out what they needed to do against Pittsburgh. And they, they did for, for a while. They held, they held on. They just they just couldn't finish. And Pittsburgh started doing what they're doing. And that defense for Denver... That defense for Denver's starting to get tired from carrying this team this whole season. Well, we're gonna see. Um, very some very huge games were won. Like I told you, I was conflicted all over the place last week. You know, with games like the Tampa Bay and St. Louis, where I wanted a young James Winston to pull it off, but I just thought that St. Louis just had the right stuff. Um, figuring the Jets could easily take one over Dallas, and that's kind of what they did. Even though I wanted, you know, my heart was in Baltimore. You know, they haven't been pulling off anything much of lately. So to see them fall to Kansas City. But, yeah, there was some some really touchy stuff in there. Um, I don't know, maybe this week was just one of the easier weeks. It was just a little bit more predictable. But, yeah, I'm really happy with, with this week. And, you know, with that, and like I said, this show is not going to take long. Because, because as you can hear... I'm not holding up pretty well, and I don't want to keep coughing all over these tracks for you. So I'm going to take a quick break. Listen to a commercial. I'm going to be back. And hopefully, the second part of this show can go a little bit more smoother, a little bit more crisper, a little bit more hackless than the first segment. Time period, multiverse games just let me know that they are now selling their Xbox um ones for $2.99. So if you're looking for one, head down there. If you're local, that's right by Sunlight Stadium. I'm talking about five minutes. Because I know you know where Tootsie's is at. Five minutes down the street from Tootsie's. Head down there, B. You'll find it. Telling you, multiverse games. Get more. Play more. Save more. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to get into the 
week 16 game of the weeks, which you know, obviously, if you've been listening for a while, how this is set up, is brought to you by Multivest Games. Yeah. This week, there's a lot of games that have interest, particularly to me, to the league, who, who knows. A lot of them I think are for me more than anything else. Just because, you know, I'm still a Jets fan. So there are, there are a few games that I'm watching that I hold a little bit in more high interest than others because they have, they in some way, shape, or form, you know, can shape the Jets' playoff future. So the very first game, which should be a big game regardless, right, as of right now, but New England versus the Jets, yeah. The Patriots finally come down, to, come up to New York, come down to New York. And after that loss in New England earlier, we're going to see if the Jets were for, for real for the portion of the game that they were in it in that first game. And even more so if they can show that they are ready to hang with the upper echelons of the league because even while the Jets have taken care of business this year, they haven't looked too good against teams, you know, that play playoff contending teams. Or teams that are in the playoffs last year, teams that are, are set to be in the playoffs this year. Not too many winning, you know, winning record teams. So if they get into the playoffs, who knows if they can really make any noise. So Playing a team like New England right now, I think will be good for them because if they are going to make it into the playoffs, they're going to not only have to win now, but it's going to be this caliber of talent that they're going to have to go out there and start beating. So we will see. Houston and Kansas City, and just for the simple reason that I want to see if Kansas City is going gonna, is gonna to keep occupying that playoff spot that belongs to... The Jets, Green Bay and Arizona next is interesting in its own right. Just because we want to see if that NFC, you know, can start shaping itself up. Not only start shaping itself up, but this is this is like your mini. This is like a mini playoff, you know, battle before the playoffs. These are two of the best teams in the NFC, and. Depending on who wins this, it can shape some momentum for them and see on how they make it to the Remember, Green Bay is still trying to is still trying to make sure they can get that spot over Minnesota. So Green Bay is still playing for something. And Arizona are, is losing bodies left and right now. I mean, they just lost the Honey Badger. So we're gonna see if Arizona can continue to hold on to that top spot and if Green Bay can keep um, ascending forward. So even with that, I'm just um, not gonna give you those picks yet because I'm gonna run down the picks in the next in the next part. Carolina, Atlanta, Carolina is the best team in the league. Why wouldn't I not want to watch them consistently, 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 consistently? Like, they are who we thought they were after about week five, week six, and if they're gonna continue being who we think they. Uh, then yeah, I want to see it and I want to watch it. Carolina versus Atlanta. 
I don't know what's wrong with Atlanta. They, they have way too much talent to, be, to have faltered the way they have. Good googly moogly. Like this is they should they should feel embarrassed. They really should. Baltimore versus Pittsburgh at any other time is a great matchup. Right? And you usually have something to watch for. This year you don't have anything to really watch when it comes to this rivalry outside of it's a rivalry. But if you're a Jets fan, you do want to see what's going to happen with Pittsburgh. Can Pittsburgh continue to hold up? Oh, they got to falter. Can we? So, see, these, this is, these are all playoff teams and all playoff spots for that position that I'm worried about. Next, Cincinnati, Denver. Level one that, that, that could directly be, be affected by winning and losing. Denver just lost their last game. So if Denver lose, comes back and loses now again to Cincinnati, right? Then we're talking about week 17 that a third straight loss can help propel the Jets directly into the playoffs and not have to worry with any fruitfulness. Watch out. So let's go ahead and run down these week 16 games and week 16 picks. So first off, I'm taking Oakland over San Diego. Right? Washington over Philly. And I think Washington is just, is just going to be that team that comes out of that. Because I think everybody else is just too... They're, they're, they're too unstable. I, I, I Believe it or not, everybody else is too unstable, I think, to occupy that NFC East position. And as of right now, Washington is looking like the most stable team in that division. Yup, I said it. Washington is the most stable team in the NFC East. And that's the reason why they're going to win. Giants aren't stable. We saw what Old Becker just did. Old Dirty Player. ODP. That's your new name. Old Dirty Player. Right, we saw what he just did. Right? We keep seeing what happens what happens in Dallas. Dallas can't get right. Like that's just that's just what they are this year. They can't get right. And Philly is Philly. Chip Kelly has has internally Handicapped and crippled Philly, so I don't, I don't expect them to do much until they get real talent. But even then, if they do happen to get real talent, I don't expect Chip to want to hold on to that person for more than four games. And that's if he's even back next year. Let's see what happens there. I take it Indy over Miami just because Miami sucks. I just, I, I just realized how bad Miami is. The only reason I realized how bad Miami is because I just realized how bad the Giants really were. And when I realized how bad the Giants, I was like, damn, and they still beat Miami. So I'm taking me over Miami for some odd reason. Taking time over over Chicago. It's one of those things I'm just still trying to, I'm still holding that faith, a little bit of faith in Jimmy's Winston. And I want to see if he has that little twinkle in him to say, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of these consecutive losses. And I come back and I have a game at home, maybe, somewhere that. That brings a little bit of spotlight back on me, my progress, my team. More than I don't even want to say me, but you know, brings 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 the spotlight back to Tampa Bay and back to that team. Cause James Winston's that dude, and if he grows, man. Next, I'm taking Cleveland over Kansas City just for selfish reasons. I don't even expect, to be honest with you, I don't even expect Cleveland to even have a chance in that game, but. Something has to give when it comes to those, those playoff runs. So I'm taking Cleveland over Kansas City now. Even though I'm, I'm circling Kansas City on here on my paper because that, like, that's, a, that's a hater pick. Right? And I told you guys that I, if, I, if I make these, I, I'll tell you. right? If I'm making them, 
That that pick has nothing to do with logic whatsoever. Alright, by me picking it right now. That pick is completely emotion. That's an emotional pick. I take a plea from over Kansas City based off emotion. No logic whatsoever. Kansas City should win that game and they should win that game easily. I'm taking the Jets over New England. That's another emotional pick. But it also goes back to a bunch of things I've said. I can't pick against my team, so any any week I'm gonna pick. Against, I'm gonna pick the Jets, and you and I'll tell you why if I think they're gonna lose. In this particular case, not only do I think the Jets are gonna win, I kind of need them to win. If the Jets are gonna, so okay. If you want your safety net, pick New England, because there's no there's no reason why New England shouldn't beat the Jets, because this is what they've done for the better part of a decade, except that the Jets versus the New England Patriots record. It's just about 500. See? So even that doesn't help you out. These games are always just toss-up. So what I'm saying is that if the Jets are going to prove to be the team that they are, that going to make a playoff run, right? And the plan on making noise in the playoff, then this is the game that they need to play because these this is the caliber of team that they're going to have to start being able to beat. If they can't beat New England here, they have no business in the playoffs whatsoever this year. I'm taking Buffalo over Dallas just because Dallas is a hot mess. And I think that Rex Ryan can motivate his team after the couple of bad losses they've taken to beat Dallas. But he couldn't do that against Washington. But I told you, Washington is a stable team now. Dallas doesn't have that stability. The only bad thing about that is that Buffalo has no corners. And if there's any way that they can get that ball in the air to get it to to get it to Des Bryant, it's gonna be a wrap. So what I'm expecting to see, like you said, what, what did this happen last week? Or was it last week? Yeah, what happened with um, was Jets versus Dallas, where it was one of the best offensive line versus one of the best defensive line that we saw who went out there. It's gonna be a similar matchup this time, but except for no corners. It's gonna be one of the better defensive lines versus one of you know one of the best offensive lines. But on top of it being one of the best defensive lines, because I not only do they not have any corners, they also have no discipline. They're one of the most defensive units in the league, if not the most penalized defensive unit in the league. So them winning a game is very difficult to see. But I just think that Dallas is just that dysfunctional that even a team like Buffalo will beat them. So you took that how you want to take it. I'm taking Buffalo. And I don't see Carolina losing another game. So I don't even have to break down Carolina and Atlanta. San Francisco and Detroit. I, I'm just going to assume that Detroit is going to keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Come on, I told you last week well, that Detroit was going to win in the Eels because when you get into the Dome, it's like receiving Dome every, you know, it's just a, it's a pleasure when you arrive. <laughs> Right. Well, I, I just see Detroit just 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 continuing that euphoric feeling, and they're gonna beat up on the team that once used to be San Francisco 49ers. Taking Houston over Tennessee. Houston, Tennessee just lost Mariota, I believe. Again, I don't know what his particular um um health status is, but I believe he's out. And if he's not out, then he's gonna be banged up again. And you can't be banged up against JJ Watt because JJ Watt is gonna come after you and chop some wood. No homo. But but he's coming for your wood with his big axe and he's gonna put it into pieces and it's not gonna be pretty. So I'm taking Houston over Tennessee. Now once again, here comes 
another hot pick because this pick is just completely based off of what's going on in the playoffs and the playoff hunt. So I'm taking Baltimore over Pittsburgh because I just want to see Pittsburgh fall to a little bit to keep giving the Jets a little bit more of a chance to see if they can make the playoffs. Um, but nothing really in my mind tells me that Pittsburgh should lose this game against Baltimore except for that this is a rivalry game and maybe Baltimore gets up and plays well. That probably would have made sense to me if Joe Flacco was playing, but Joe Flacco was in this game and without him at the helm, I don't, and Steve Smith also being out, and Ray Rice also not being there, even though Ray Rice hasn't been there, I don't, and he wasn't, I mean, has barely even been a factor, but I'm just telling you, these are their big three names, and they're not there. Ray Lewis, Ray Rice, Joe Flacco, and Steve Smith are, no, are not there right now. I don't see why Baltimore is going to win this game. So Pittsburgh, all day long. But, like I said, for my all intents and purposes, I'm taking Baltimore for the upset because I need Baltimore for the upset. It's like I'm on paper, I'm encircling Pittsburgh again because I know it's going to end up happening there. Am I going to do that for New England, you asking? No, I'm not going to do that for New England. Am I going to do that for the Dallas game? No, I'm not going to do that for the Dallas game. Like, I truly believe that those two teams come up with victories there. See, in, in the case of Kansas City and Pittsburgh, I don't really believe that, that Cleveland and Baltimore could win. See, so those are complete heart. There's no rationality into it. Um, Next, I see Jacksonville going, taking one over New Orleans, and that's because, once again, when you're in New Orleans and you go to the Dome, it's like getting Dome. It's always a pleasure when you arrive. You know, so... If you have... If you have any of these guys in your fantasy, like I, I expect them to do big things in New Orleans. There's just something about them right now that I think New Orleans, New Orleans, is gonna, New Orleans is gonna be thinking one or two things this off season: either rebuild or restructure really, really fast. Like they're gonna have to regroup because something is off, and these boys need help. Um, taking Seattle to continue the role, and I'm gonna take them go over St. Louis. And even though I don't say Lewis, you know, this is one of those number division games. And it can go either all of Seattle is just right now on that pace and on that stretch where you're like, ah, I don't see them faltering right now. And they can finish out the rest of this season on a winning streak that helps them, to, you know, through the playoffs to make another deep playoff push. Like, can you imagine Seattle here for now, what, the third, fourth straight time? Wait, no, is that, I'm, not, I'm talking about Super Bowl, third straight Super Bowl, but now, like, their, like their fourth or fifth straight playoff appearance, this is banana, I can't believe it's not butter, like, those boys are on fire, for real, um, I'm, I am gonna take Green Bay and this one over Arizona, oddly, or because I don't know why actually. Only because Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, and I don't know how. It's the honey badger. It's, that's what it really is. It's I don't have any other reason than besides the fact that the honey badger is injured. And I think that that little bit of leeway is going to help Green Bay. Now, 
I also told you this is one of the games of the week. That was about multi best. Um, and and something I didn't mention is that listen, it's gonna it's gonna come down to two things. We're gonna see if Green Bay can continue to do what they're doing with the weapons that they have and make a playoff push. And if they are, they're gonna need to beat a team like Arizona to do it. And we're gonna and we're all we're gonna see if Arizona can continue to hold up defensively after losing another player. Wait, after, now, now they lost a the honey badger. So let's see if defensively they can hold up there and continue to put up, you know, enough points and do enough structural stuff to win games. And if they are, beating a team like Green Bay is going to go a long way into saying that, yes, we can, and, ho and hopefully take that into the playoffs because if they are, they're going to be playing teams on caliber-ish of Green Bay. Minnesota, I see them taking over the Giants, and Minnesota needs victories. Minnesota's a little bit hungry right now. Um, you ready to see... To see what what happens, and I I don't um, older Beckham is also going to be suspended for this game, so I don't see where what Eli Manning is going to go with the ball. Minnesota should so easily take this one. So this goes back to that Green Bay game. Like we're going to see who's going to hold up. It was going to be Minnesota or Green Bay for that division. This is, this is very interesting. And last but not least, Cincinnati and Denver, and I have Cincinnati putting out Denver, and that's again Denver can keep falling. And if Denver keep, keeps falling, that leaves things wide open for the Jets to make some leeway. Now, you know, those are the picks. You saw last week's picks, 15-1. and one. This week's picks, we're going to see what we get. But not for nothing. I didn't say I wasn't going to present... The Rich and Cranium Award of the Week. I just said that it wasn't happening earlier. The Richard Cranium Dickhead Award of the Week goes to Yup, the first ever. Two-time winner, a winner of multiple awards on what on this show, goes to Old Dirty Player, Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I'm giving that to him too. Listen, I don't think you guys understand what I'm saying here. Right? And I had this, and when it first happened, I'm sitting there with a Giants fan. And see, here it goes again. Me with my Jets fan. Here, here me and my Jets shirt out in public. Talking unbiasedly about a play that I just saw. About a play I actually liked until then. And here comes a Giants fan talking about, oh, they were both chippy. You know, yeah, yeah, they, can, you know they both can be a fault. I'm like, yeah. No, I'm not faulting that they both had, were carrying on with antics. You understand? This is like you, like, all of a sudden... Like slap boxing with your cousins, and he gets, and then you get the better of him, and he comes and hits you over the head with a fucking bat. And like, oh well, we, well we were a play fighter. Like you understand? Okay, so let, let, let me break this down for you just a little bit more, so you can understand the severity of this.
in this particular day and age of football, right? Football is trying to cover and protect themselves, right? And their billions and trillions of dollars over not properly informing and protecting players from head injuries. The NFL has gone so far to the extent as to change the strike zone, right? Or the hit zone on a player, right? This thing is so enforced now and so scrutinized and so watched that if you accidentally make head contact, as the offensive player decides to curl up in a ball and protect themselves, then you as a defensive player are wrong and you get a penalty. In an era now where we know what we know about head injuries, concussions, CTEs, post-concussion syndromes, head trauma, Odell Beckham, Gains a head of steam and launches himself head down, helmet first, into the side of somebody's face. And you're telling me that that wasn't an intentional, dirty, no good play? Let me put let me tell you exactly what he did. And based off the information that we know now and in this day and age and knowing what that kind of blow can do to somebody, Odell Beckham attempted murder on the football field. Yes, I am making it that serious. That is how much I'm despising him right now. That is the kind of person I see him as. He lost his cool and he attempted to shorten somebody's life by doing the dirtiest thing that he can see at that point in time. You understand that it, that that only I only believe that he that he was able to see his head, so he went for his head. If he had saw that dude's kneecaps, we're probably looking at Newman with a broken leg right now. You can't say I'm wrong or you can't say I'm going over the top because he did just launch himself like a missile from from 15, 20 yards out and decided somebody's freaking face. He's that, yeah. Although Beckett is that kind of person, that's the makeup that he is. He attempted murder on that football field. I'm not, I'm not going to forget this easily. I'm not going to forget that kindly. He is a piece of shit. He is scumbag. He is he is absolutely now completely nothing to me. Odell Beckham could not lick the bottom of my shoe for substance if he needed it to save his fucking life. Let me go to a goddamn commercial.
welcome back. Man, you know what? I realized that I haven't really coughed since then. So, this Tylenol cold multi symptom severe thing with the cold burst really did its thing. I guess I should have took it before the podcast. You know, I wouldn't have been hacking my ass off for the first 15 minutes. You know, I got a little heated in that last section. But that's how I feel. Old Elm Beckham has surpassed LeBron James as sports figures that I completely hate. I'm not gonna talk about that. We're shifting gears completely. And we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk some NBA and what's going on in this league. And I don't know where I wanna start first if I wanna talk about the Knicks. I want to talk about Oklahoma City, Spurs, Warriors, what they're doing. You know, but let me start here more than anything else. (laughs) I find this funny. After I sat there last week and I called, you know, this this year that the Lakers and Kobe have a, you know, Kobe's farewell snore. Not the Laker. He goes and dunks a, a basketball. And that basketball leads to a win. And then they come up the other day. And Clarkson grabs a rebound. Uh, and next thing you know. Kobe decides that he's gonna lock in on defense and he plays some D. And the Lakers get their second win. And now I'm looking, okay, Kobe has put up you know, over 20 something points in his last four games. I'm like, okay, we see you, Kobe. This farewell, this last season of yours, now temporarily. Is no longer considered the farewell snore. Is now again Kobe's farewell tour. Is it Kobe's fantastic, awesome, dynamic, awesome, mercy television farewell tour? I don't know yet. But I am interested to watch to see what they keep doing because more than anything outside of his farewell tour. I, I really wanted to see if Kobe was going to take the time out to really mentor these young players on the team because he has a young, he has a lot of guys that can use his mentoring. And I'm talking about guys from Roy Hibbert all the way down to Russ and, 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 oh my God, what's this guy's name? The power forward, the big man that he picked up from last year. He was injured. He couldn't play, but now he's playing this year. You know, um, he picked up early in the, you know, early in the first round. So... I want to see if he does because Kobe has a reputation for being kind of standoffish. You know, see if he can see if he can really rub off on a guy like Nick Young that has a similar body makeup as him. If he can start helping him, you know, figure out, you know, utilize things in his game. So I was curious to see if Kobe was going to do that because initially I didn't see that, and then I, and when he started to dwindle a little bit, I think he started to realize that this was probably going to have to come if. They were going to be exciting, watchable, or even, say, let's say, grow in the future. He was going to have to teach these boys what to do. Kind of like what Kevin Garnett 
has been doing with Willie Collinstein in Minnesota. You know, he's been showing this guy what to do. And like I said, I, Kobe doesn't get the same love and respect overall. I think sometimes, like pure love and admiration, that warm, that warm fuzzy feeling, love that comes from your heart. Like there's a there's a different kind of love for Kobe that I think and I think there is for Kevin Garnett. And we saw that the other day when Kevin Garnett went back to Boston. And listen, I'm I'm, I'm not too much for Boston or the Celtics or like listen I, I can barely listen to a ball to the Boston Celtics game you know that's officiated or being commentated by the ball that by that Boston team that guy whines way too much for my liking like he he just oh can't stand him can't do it don't want to do it like jeez I'd rather listen to the away team because I usually try to give the home team the respect to listen to their home commentators I can't do it with him like he's just way too whiny but like I said, that was that was pretty awesome. You know, a, a pretty neat thing that that the Boston did for Kevin Garnett and his, his and his return there. And I heard something interesting that he was the number two or three scorer in that building, and that made me wonder. I was like, wow, can I, that's kind of unbelievable. Because does that mean that it's Paul Pierce, Larry Bird, and him? And him? Like that's really, like you you see what I'm saying? Like like, I and I wonder if I heard that wrong, because that's like that's a huge disparity, like because we know Paul Pierce has been there like Paul Pierce was there for basically two decades, you know, and Larry Bird we know had been there for damn near two decades. Kevin Garnett was barely there for eight. Yeah, so. That surprised me to hear that, but I'm gonna research that for you guys and see what I come up with because something about that sounds a little off. And I don't know if you want to, this the show is going by kind of quick. I told you it's gonna go quick today. Like, listen, I'm tired. I can't say I'm tired, but that vo this voice of mine is taking a beating. So I want to give it a little bit of rest before I have to go about my day. Um, so not only that, um, Nick, Nick's are so weird. Knicks, Knicks are weird to me because they they go on this little run and they beat Chicago. And I guess they used they just happen to beat Chicago at the perfect time for it to for it to be an illusion. Because while the Knicks have their little three, four, five game winning streak and then they meet a game and then they see a team like Chicago that they need to win to get to five hundred, Chicago happens to be on a weird path where they're declining right now. So the optic of it looked a lot better than the actual statement and because they win that game to go to 500 and they lose their next two games dropping the game to Orlando and then the game um last night to Cleveland where well Melo couldn't play cuz cuz of that that um that twisted leg so I don't know if it's an ankle if it's a knee or what's going on but he went down in the Orlando game and so he's taking off the game now against Cleveland Knicks held their own for pretty much for for majority of that game but they just couldn't find a way to, to come up, eke out that victory. But that raises a bigger picture um, worry because the Knicks have a slew of about 10 games of, you know, 10 to 11 games of teams above 500. This is including Orlando, including Cleveland. They started off losing the first two of those. And it may have included Chicago at the time, too. 
who knows so um so here it goes and they're gonna have to see now if they can find their way to manage another stretch of 500 ball because if not they're gonna get buried very fast in this stretch and you don't want to see them dropping seven of these games no it's gonna be too much of a hole we're already two now now But talking about two down, like how many times is Kevin Durant gonna keep playing second fiddle to LeBron James and them? You know, as I, as as I'm looking through, just so many things. Um, their place in scoring, um, their their team rankings, even in the power rankings, which I'm gonna come up, I'm gonna talk about a little bit later, a little briefly, because time is running short. And I guess it's about the average time of our show. It's about an hour 15. Which is a very odd time to have. But I guess it's just my wind. You know, I guess, you know, everybody has a has a wind pace. And I guess for the amount of content that comes out in about a week in the way that I deliver it to you, I guess, I guess that's about what I, I get at. So I'm looking at OKC and I'm just like, you guys can't like win for losing. And ah oh, man, OKC is just one of those such those weird teams that we already know that if any one of those two guys go down, they're a seven seed team in the East. I mean, not sorry, I say a team in the East, but a seven seed team in the West. And with those two, they're a top three team. So we're gonna see if they can continue to maintain, if they can, if they can continue to win. But Kevin Durant is gonna have to start doing something because, like. It's been a long time since he's been into that final. And pretty soon, he's just going to be on there with, like, the pace of Melo and the Durant. And not Durant, but the Dwight Howard of the world where, yeah, you came through and you made a little bit of noise, but you didn't do much, which is so unfair because that's the only reason why LeBron James went to Miami was so he can separate himself, himself from noisemakers and actual, from actual champion. But... None of those other guys are gonna ever have the caliber of player that the caliber of players that he had. No, you know, like, I'm sorry. Like Oklahoma City is the closest. Let's put it that way. Oklahoma City is flat out the closest that we have to it, and they still need a third. And you see how easily they went down to Miami. And now we're showing that even after you get your two or three, you still need to be balanced everywhere else because teams like Golden State and San Antonio are just gonna pick you apart. Because Golden State and San Antonio so far this year haven't lost at home. Yeah. Straight up haven't lost at home. So even while Golden State is still looking like it's still out there with that one loss to Milwaukee, they haven't lost at home yet, neither have San Antonio. So this is something else that that is that is good that is being not not just chased, but it needs to be highlighted for both of these teams' greatness. As you see Golden State just this young, hot, fiery team playing all kinds of small ball, hustling all over the place. And San Antonio, I don't want to say they're not hunting. They're not, they're not young, hot, and I mean, hung and young. Huh? But hot and young because Kawhi Leonard, man, that boy's born out of control. And now LaMarcus Aldridge, who can give you a couple more years until you find, hopefully until you find, Another backup for, you know, for that position. But 
if Lamarcus Aldridge can learn from Pop and Duncan and find a way to extend his career the way that Duncan did, then you're talking about not just three years now, but five to seven years of productivity now that, that he'll be able to give you. So this team is bad, man. And and it's always so funny how they find like the people that are perfectly quiet and suited for that area. But you know what it is as well? It's easy to stay quiet when you're winning. Very easy to stay quiet when you're winning. So just a little bit more. Um as the as we take a quick shift from the NFL into the NBA, I'm gonna have to you know, I'm gonna start tasking myself to a certain amount of games specifically to watch to make sure that we have something to discuss. And the format is gonna be very easy actually. I've, and I found myself oddly oddly obligating myself to ten teams that I probably for the most part would have ended up watching them. But now what I can do for myself to monitor my you know to basically help regulate my time a little bit better. I'm definitely gonna watch these ten teams. And then everything else I can either watch or choose not to watch, like my Willie Collie Stein games and um my James Harden games, things like that. And I can even when I do watch, I can watch those on the condensed version because these games I definitely don't want to watch condensed. I want to watch every single nook and cranny of it so we can break down and we can talk and I can not miss a moment. Like I want to see the ups and downs, the goods and the bads. So the way I figured is that every single week I'm gonna review the top five of the power rankings for the for the NBA, and those are the five teams that I'm that I'm gonna find whatever interesting game that they have during that week, and we're definitely gonna make sure we catch those that game so that we can talk about by the time this podcast comes out Wednesday Thursday. But we're not just gonna reserve ourselves to the top five teams in the power ranking. I'm also gonna take into accord the bottom three teams in the power ranking because I just don't want to watch the good. I want to see the bad and see why they're bad because most likely these those are going to be the three teams as well that are going to be pushing for those top lottery picks. But also, as we already know, those teams also have young rookies that were interested in this year as well. So as I said, like, it, it was really funny about that. And I told you I've been trying to find a way to stay away with help. Well, I'll tell you about the teams later. And then... So there's 10, so that was the only 8. The two oddball teams, I do live in South Florida. Even though I'm not a fan of them, I am going to watch the Heat. The Heat are interesting. And that is my and that is the local team to my market. But I also am a Knicks fan. You say also Knicks, I'm a Knicks fan. So I need to watch my Knicks. And that's the only reason why I have this whole NBA package, just to catch the Knicks game. So those are my 10 teams. So as we see, the first two that are going to be the most consistent are going to be the Knicks and the Heat because that's... Those are based off my fandom and my market. My Heat, I'm going to find out how I have to watch those because I need to find out how long after the games or that those games become open because because of where I am, those games are blacked out a lot for me the day of. So I have to see if they, how long it takes for it to, or if it's a week later, three days later, ten days later, because I may be watching these games on delay. Make it on delay. And then let's just start at the bottom then first. Bottom three teams, right in the power ranking. 76ers, LA Lakers, Brooklyn Nets. So, it's really weird, because you know I'm a Brooklyn boy, and I, and I didn't have any much reason to watch Brooklyn. I, but, 
I guess I do now this year, or at least for this week. And I, I'm already upset with them because I think Joe Johnson may be past that best prime. And listen, I kind of knew that when they gave him that long-ass contract. I didn't think he was going to see the end of it properly. But all the talks about what was happening to Kobe, listen, Joe Johnson flew underneath the rug to be a mediocre star that's making over $20 million a year. Let's not get that twisted. He is being paid top-notch money. He is not producing like that at all whatsoever. He needs to step his game up because his weight is definitely there. Um, LA Lakers. That's a simple interest in that alone is just because that's, that's just going to be Kobe there. But to find out that they were the, in the bottom three of the power rankings, that kind of surprised me. But, hey, we, I did say you know, a couple weeks ago that without Kobe, the Lakers would probably be the 76ers. And the 76ers are oh, <laughs> Just do happen to be the worst team when it comes to the NBA power rankings, and I'm I get, and they're not too bad to watch. And I I wanted I wanted to catch enough of their games to stay interested because I wanted to see how Jalen Okafor was doing. Because even without that, I wanted to see. Oh, sorry about that noise. Wanted to see if how that how the rookie of the year playoff run was gonna gonna hold up because the way I'm looking at it now. It's probably those top picks that we saw. Poor Zingas, Willie Colley-Stein, um, Jalil Okafor, and maybe um, um, Russell, D'Angelo Russell, if he gets you know better better playing time. So we'll see. Because I, I think I just heard that Lou Williams is now starting for them, which means that he may not be getting starting playing time. If he's not starting, then... He's going to have to find a way to put up 14 and something, 5, 4, just to kind of be in that run or in that talking. So we'll see. We will definitely see what happens there. Those are the bottom three teams. Now, top five teams, starting from 5 to 1. Now, let me tell you this, which is very interesting before I even start with the top five. Right? Miami being in my market, right, and I tell you I'm going to be watching the top five teams every week. Miami is right now number six in the power ranker. So any given week, they can shift in and out. And that's the beauty of me saying the top five power rankings now. Instead of just picking, say, I want to watch Minnesota. I want to watch the Lakers. I want to watch this. That's fluid every single week. Now, while Golden State and San Antonio may seem like they're always going to be in there, who knows what happens to the rest of them? Who knows if they take a slide? And anything happens. Those teams start going on a little... Losing streak. Remember, these power rankings go from week to week to week. So it's based on your performance that week. You can find and roll. You can rise and fall out of the top five. So number six is the Heat. Number five is Indy. Not too bad about that. Get to see Paul George and his his comeback attempt. You know, and his shot at comeback player of the year. Also, um, number fourteen, Oklahoma City. We spoke. We know how dynamic they are. I don't even have to explain that. And why is a good reason just to, just to watch anything that those two boys or those boys are amazing. Number three is Cleveland, which makes you perfectly understand who number two and who number one is. The number one, number one team in the power ranking is San Antonio. Oops, I pulled Steve Harvey. 
Got him. I'm not, that's completely a tease. <laughs> I have nothing against Steve Harvey, like, but he is gonna be generated as a meme for a while. <laughs> but no, Golden State's number one, San Antonio's number two. No issue watching either one of those teams. And as I told you that every week, I'm gonna just start looking at you know what are good matchups for them. Those are gonna be the games that we definitely make sure that we catch. So we definitely gonna make sure that I can at least get ten good games underneath my belt. Every single week so we can come back and talk. And I'll catch a whole bunch of other stuff in between them. But definitely depends on me and you. can have something that we, that you know that we are going to discuss. And that you can follow along with. Um, top of that. Right. So. So like I said. We have Golden State, San Antonio, Cleveland, Oakland, Indy. Bottom three, 76 is Lakers and Brooklyn. Then we have the Heat and the Knicks. That we also got to throw in there. That's it for the NBA. And well, that's just what I said. Like, that's how that's going to sound. So I told you, that's what I was talking about. I told you that I'm just generally going to find the, you know, the, the team you know, for us to talk about. Well, this week happens to be a good week to adopt that philosophy because they made it very easy this week. This week, we have the Christmas schedule. So starting from noon till... About twenty two thirty. That's uh ten thirty in civilian time. Where we're gonna have five games is gonna go on. We're gonna see the number one team. We're gonna play the number three team. We're gonna see the number two team. We're gonna see the number four team in the power ranking. Unfortunately, we won't see the number five team. We won't see. So we won't see Indy. But who who knew they were gonna be this good? You know, after Paul George broke his leg, you got rid of Roy Hibbert and you lost David West. But listen, not for nothing, watch out for them because losing those boys helped them push that tempo. And right now we're in the tempo league. That same tempo that they were playing with right before they had to go big man ball and start banging shit in. Now they had to now they completely want to, you know, demolishing that and they're going back to that false ball, that fastball system. But that's not because Paul George is now completely ready to take the reins of lead of that team. See, initially when they were doing that fastball, he wasn't ready for it. So it wasn't beneficial to them. They, needed, they still needed a guy like David West and Roy Hibbert to help anchor and rein things in a little bit. Now, they don't need that. And now the league is at a place where that kind of ball handling and ball play benefit them. The schedule for Christmas is going to be New Orleans versus Miami for the first game. So we get, so we get Anthony Davis to see if he can hold up you know, against the sound right side. As they take on the number six in the power rank of Miami Heat and their rookie Justice Winslow. Game after that is going to be at 14.30. That's 2.30 for you civilians out there. That's Oklahoma City. That's the number four power rank team versus Chicago. Totally, Chicago's been this weird up and down team where they just been they've been on this weird downslide, you know. And that's how you know teams like New York and other and other people were able to take advantage of them. Uh, Oklahoma City's been rolling for a while, and they may just I was really they should steamroll over Chicago, not for nothing. Um, because I still I see Miami beating New Orleans. You see Golden State and Cavs, and that's the number one versus the number three. I see Golden State taking them out, taking those boys out, but that's gonna be interesting now to see how they play. Because no, this is what Golden, this is what the Cavs wanted. Um, they came out and said that we were upset that these guys didn't go undefeated because we we wanted to be the ones to give them the L. So you could be the first ones to beat them at home. Then they haven't had one of those yet. But let's see how Golden State react. Let's see if Golden State stays motivated because this is what the Cavs want to do. They want to come in here and disrespect you. They want to say that whole oh, since last since the end of last season, 
that you didn't play their full squad. So now Kyrie Irving's there. Iman Shimpin is in there. J.R. Smith is there. You know, Kevin Love is there. You know, um, Devin, you know, Dylan and Dover, whatever. He's there. LeBron is there. That's everybody's there now. They have no excuses. Let's see what happens. Next after that, and that's the game at 1700, 5 o'clock for you, Savannah. Next after that, it comes at 2000. That's going to be at 8 o'clock at night. You have San Antonio versus Houston. And like I said, Houston did not make that top five cut, but they do have a possibly top five play in the league. So we're going to see what happens as San Antonio goes into Houston and, and tries to take them out. San Antonio's been doing their thing. They have been rolling, and we all know San Antonio is just consistent. Let's see if they can consistently put that ass open on Houston. And we're going to get the number 29 Frank <laughs> LA Lakers versus the LA Clippers. Right, LA Lakers are, are set to be the home team for this one. So, that really doesn't even matter. We're just going to see who comes out with more energy. The LA Lakers, that's not LA Lakers, but the Clippers are oddly bad. Because they just have way too much talent. I thought that the pieces that they got was going to be so well put together on the Doc's um, um, tutelage. And it's just not happening for them. And, and it's kind of sad because... They should be up there with the Golden States and the San Antonios and Oklahoma Cities of the world. They should not be in the rearview mirror wondering what the hell is going on. That stupid look on their face like they're trying to hit your ride. Man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. That is 100% today's show. I absolutely want to thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you more than anything else in the world that you can that you can think of. I actually am not leaving yet. I wrote myself something here. Just in case I forgot. And it was supposed to come at the end of the show and kinda how I played it off in my head. I somehow I just knew I was gonna forget this, but I'm glad I remembered. Before I leave, I'm gonna talk about the Jets. One last quick time. Nothing major, but nothing minor either. The Jets are in a weird position where they can make the playoffs. Should they? Could they? Do I want them to? Who knows? But a weird part of me wants the Jets to miss the playoffs. And let me tell you why. The Jets... Came into the season with the expectation that they were definitely going to make the playoffs. The Jets threw away some games, made some bonehead mistakes, and did some things that put them in a position now where their playoff lives aren't fully in their control. So, the way I'm looking at it is that if they don't make the playoffs this year, right? Oh, making the playoffs this year is expected for them. You understand? Like they can go there and be mediocre, and I think they'll be okay with it because they made it there. I don't want them to be mediocre. I want them just to make statements. I want them to win things. Look like they're going to win things and shiny things that blink. I want them to be real contenders, real. Somebody's. I want them to dethrone 
the New England Patriots. So a weird part of me wants them to completely miss the playoffs this year. Because hopefully they realize that, you know what, with 10 wins, 11 wins, however many came away with, it wasn't good enough. Not only was it not good enough, they weren't good enough. And I'm hoping that that, the fact that something that they expected was taken from them, they fell short. And this, yes, this core group of guys can come back with Fitzpatrick having the best team that he has ever played with. Having one of the better years, the best years he's ever had in his career. Couple that, yes, with a Brandon Marshall coming back a little bit hungrier. Eric Decker. You understand? The other wide receiver that I keep forgetting his name to be able to take the top off. Jason Myrtle being able to come back and finally be healthy. Adding all of these. Come back with a, with a Bilal part of the backfield. Or Chris Ivory. You know, Darrell Revis, Primati, these other guys, want, and hopefully one of these young guys develops into something proper decent. They've learned something from having these two guys here in their ear prior. Spoles in, the, Spoles in the second year head coaching, seeing a little bit more, realizing a little bit more. And they're just coming hungry. I mean, like, really hungry. Like, like, like famished, starving, hungry. And they come in there and they look for Patriot soup. And they take them PAT boys all over the place and hear back, run them through the woods and treat them like training. Like, this is how you going to do me? You know, I, I, I want them to snatch this division away from the Patriots. But they need loss. But they need, they, need, they need loss in a time period where things were looking oh so great. Because I want to see if that loss can motivate them. To be the team that they should have been this year and more. Thank you guys for listening. Like I said, I really do but truly, truly am grateful for it. Appreciate it. You can find me wherever you need to find me at. Facebook, the Mighty Sports Minute. SoundCloud, obviously, Mighty Sports Minute. A few things here and there on YouTube. Talent show, T A L L O N T show. Don't worry, my 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 cognac commercial is coming soon. Stay tuned. And my WordPress, my esports. Haven't been on there in a while to blog. Who knows what happens soon? Again, appreciate you. But it's time for us to do some stuff. I don't have any real stuff. It's time for us to. Be a little bit more productive in the day than to sit here chit chatting. My tea. <laughs>